Today's topic comes from one of the comment sections of my previous videos. How to find and calculate decent investment return opportunities that can be enjoyed by adding a little each month. Now this question comes from Dan and today's video is all about answering this specific question. So I'll do my best. Now let's jump in. Hi, my name is James Corsier and welcome to the Money Paradox podcast. Yes, today we're going to be going through uh, one of the questions you guys have asked me, Dan in particular, and I'm going to do my very best to give uh, as much information, as much advice around this subject as possible. So I think the best way to answer this is to really break up the question. I think there's quite a few pieces within it. So let me read it out again. How to find and calculate, so I think there are two key pieces, a decent investment return opportunities. So how do I get a, you know, a good quality return um, that can be enjoyed, right? so I'll feel positive about what I'm doing, by adding a little each month. So, I'm, so I can invest on, on an ongoing basis. Each month I'm putting a bit of money in. It's not like a, a lump sum in one go. All right, so I think there's, there's, there's kind of five pieces really, four or five pieces here. First one is how do I find that finding piece? Right, how do I find those good opportunities, those good investment opportunities? Second, how do I calculate those investment opportunities? So how do I calculate the return? How do I know whether it's a good opportunity from a numbers point of view? How do I do that calculation? Thirdly, decent. How do I get a decent investment return opportunity? You know, a, a, a way I read by that is a strong return, a strong um, return on my investment. Fourth, a little each month. So how how do I um, how do I find investment opportunities that work when I'm putting in money each month rather than a one-off lump sum in one go? And then lastly, uh, to be enjoyed, right? So the way I read that is the process is enjoyable, the result is enjoyable, right? It doesn't feel like hard work, doesn't feel like stress. So five key pieces. All right. So first one, finding finding those right opportunities. Well, you kind of got two main areas here. The first one is you you take an evergreen approach. And an evergreen approach is you're taking an approach that regardless of what the situation is, where we are, depending on various nuances, level of experience and so on, um, it's just generally gonna work. And an ever, that's like kind of a, a portfolio approach. So we're taking a number of different investments, we put them together in a, in a certain ratio and um, you know we've developed confidence that that will do well in the medium to long term uh, regardless of what plays out, right? Make sense? The other approach is to do specific picking of investment opportunities, right? And so that might be specific um, types of investments like property or the stock market or government or bonds or then specific investments within those areas. So a particular property that I think will do well or a particular company that I think will do well if I invest in it. All right. So how do we decide which of those two areas we, we go for? Well, um, you know, the picking approach, you only really want to be doing that if, if investing is a passion for you, you want to learn about it, you want to develop knowledge and experience, um, because to, to be confident in investing in a specific thing, then we need to develop that confidence. And that comes from uh, knowledge, developing uh, skills and experience in that area through learning about it, talking about it, testing different things, 
being willing to fail and and learn from that process and and do better over time right so property is an example i love property i do very well in it i invest in a number of different areas within that within that field and and that's because i'm passionate about it i know a lot about it i follow it extensively right and so i use all of that to my advantage and i get a very good return from that but that only works if i enjoy learning about it that i do learn about it that i'm willing to fail in that area that i'm willing to dedicate time and energy to it right if you're not then that's not a good thing to invest in right so you want to be if you're picking you want to first decide whether you want to spend time and energy learning and getting up to speed with a with with investing generally and a specific area and willing to 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 remain up to date in that particular area over time right so for example trading or general stock market approaches many different fields in which we can invest but you've got to be willing to be dedicated and committed to it okay can't be half-assed the other approach the evergreen approach is a much safer way uh, you don't need to spend a huge amount of time and energy staying up to date and learning a lot about about particular investment approaches okay but you do need to understand uh, portfolio investing generally and you need to understand the specific portfolio approach that you're going to invest in so that as that um, so one you know how to invest to, to do it to actually invest in it properly to that um that if something happens to it it goes down or up and so on you know you can kind of understand why that's happening right and you can deal with it emotionally and and uh, logically in terms of how best to adapt and then thirdly that you are investing in the right things you do you're investing it in the right way you're not investing in the wrong way by mistake and thereby not getting uh, the returns that you were expecting Okay, makes sense. So I'm not gonna. I don't have time to go through various portfolio approaches here, but uh, there is a really good website called Portfolio Chart. Is it? I think. Yeah, PortfolioCharts.com. It talks to a number of different, very famous uh, portfolio investment approaches. Some are more famous than others. Um, you know, if you've got questions on them, uh, please do let me know in the comment section. Uh, DM me. And I'm happy to to answer those, but um, but yeah, that will give you a few examples to 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 look at and kind of start the ball rolling in terms of deciding on a specific approach for you. All right, so that's how you find an investment. Second one, how do you calculate it? Well, there's kind of two areas. How do you calculate the specific investments that you're looking at, and then there's how do you calculate the impact on on your investments, so the return that you're getting. So firstly, how do you um, how do you calculate a particular investment? Well, I like to always look at it in the same way, regardless of investment, because that means that I can compare them, right? So as you become more experienced in this area and you're investing in a number of different things, if you're just kind of getting started, then you know it's a bit different. You're just looking for a decent return, but if you're looking to kind of compare, oh, do I invest in that or that? Well, then you you it needs to be comparable. So the way I do it is what I call return on investment. So imagine a fraction. The top of the refraction is return. How much am I getting? And I look at it by a yearly basis. So how much do I think I'm going to get on average each year from investing in that particular thing? The bottom of the fraction is uh, the investment. How much do I have to invest in it to get that return? So for example, if I'm having to invest £1,000 and each year I'm getting £100 back, I'm expecting, then that's a 10% return, 100 over 1,000. 
that allows me to then go and look at another investment opportunity that might be giving me £200 uh, for a £1,000 uh, investment, 20% return, okay, and then compare, oh, that's a higher return than that. Oh, but that's a bit more risky, it's a bit more uncertain, I'm not as confident that I'm going to get that return. Is it, am I willing to get that higher return for the other issues and uh, risks that I'm going to have to take by investing in it? Does that make sense? Okay, so really, very simply, I always want to be thinking about my return on investment so then it's comparable and then I can uh, better make a decision on which thing to invest in and whether it's high enough just generally for me to want to put my money at risk to, to invest in that thing. Then, then specifically in terms of when I do invest in it, how do I calculate my returns on that? Well, uh, again, I always look at it on an annual basis. So of all the things that I'm invested in, what are those things returning on an annual basis? So I know what's kind of happened in the past. I know what I think or I'm expecting to happen. I make a note of that. But then what actually happened? So a year from now, of all the things I'm invested in, what was the actual return those things were getting? Okay. So that's the return those things were getting, but naturally in the example you, you've, you've given here that you asked about, it's putting money in each month, right? Little by little. Well, the trouble with that is if you're putting in a bit of money each month over a year, well then you look at how much you've now got in a year's time, it's quite hard for you to calculate what, you, what your um, annual returns were because some investments were at the beginning of the year, some in the middle, some at the end of the year. So the way, the best way to deal with that is to look at the annual returns of the things that you're invested in, just generally, because that's your kind of your theoretical annual return, right? That that you're getting from investing in those. And then, second thing you want to do is to look at how much the money has grown overall. So if you had a thousand pounds at the beginning of the year, and it was two thousand pounds at the end of the year, sorry, two thousand pounds at the end of the year then you've made a thousand pounds, you've accumulated by a thousand pounds, right? Okay, so it's doubled. But if you've um, put in a hundred pounds each month to uh, uh, by, by uh, say, investing an additional hundred pounds each month, okay, well, that's an additional 1,200. It's only going up by a thousand. So actually it's dropped by 200, okay? So usually, you know, it would be higher. So you'd say, right, so, um, the annual returns on each of the things I invested is, say, 10%. Uh, my uh, money has gone up by £2,000 in my investments, a thousand of which was invested throughout the year by adding to it. So the remaining 1000 is what I've made in return, in, in increase in value of the things I've invested in. Okay, that is probably the simplest and most effective way to do it, right? Any other questions you want me to dive deeper into that, let me know, more than happy to do it. All right, third piece, decent, decent returns. How do I get decent returns? Good quality returns, not rubbish low returns. Well, low returns are like, you know, government bonds, very low returns, um, you know, just putting your money in a bank and getting a few percent interest if you're lucky, right? Very low returns, so I'm assuming that's not what you want. So to get those decent returns, well, stock market, for example, I think it produced uh, about 10% over the last uh, 100 years, uh, between 13 and 14% over the last 40 years, very, very strong returns in the stock market. So that is a good place to get decent returns. But with a big caveat, the stock market is very volatile. Some years it's gone up by a very huge amount. Some years it has dropped 
phenomenally. So 2008 dropped by a half, as I'm sure you know. In 2002, 2003, it halved as well. If you invested in 2007, you took your money out in 2017, you'd be taking out the same amount of money. It, 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 it was back at the same level 10 years on. And that's without even taking into account inflation. So you'd have lost money in 10 years, even though that asset class as a whole, generally speaking, does very, very well. So the thing you want to be careful with the stock market is that it's very volatile and you need to be careful about when you're going in and when you're going out. And if you're not sure about it, you don't know whether it's a good time or a bad time, uh, that might not be a good place to invest. Or if um, you invested for a short period of time, you know, like one to kind of 10 years, then the stock market might be a bit riskier. If you're investing for 30, 50 years, you know, when you retire from many, many years from now, you know, a traditional view of investing and then retiring, then maybe the stock market is a good idea. Okay. Now, uh, we mentioned it before, a portfolio investment approach uh, can be an effective way of doing that. What a portfolio investment approach is, is trying to do is to try and get good returns, you know, decent returns by investing in a number of different things that, that go up um, uh, fairly high uh, in the medium to long term. But it's putting a number of different things together that go up and down in different situations that when put together, uh, no one environment is going to make your whole portfolio, a whole amount of money go down substantially, all right? It's effectively um, getting protecting the good returns while minimizing the downside. That's effectively what a portfolio approach is doing. And I mentioned that portfolio charts, covers off a number of them, you can read about it, but that's effectively what it's trying to achieve. Property can also be a good way because there's a number of inherent things about property that tend to make it very powerful as an investment. Now, you know, property is, is very nuanced. Uh, it's different depending on which country you're in, which location, um, what type of property. There's so many different things that can affect property. So, I mean, I live in the UK. I invest specifically in the UK property markets. That's what I know the most in. I know that there's some fundamental things that are very powerful, beneficial about investing in the property market in the UK. Some other things that can make it very difficult and problematic. Uh, within the UK. So, I mean, I'll give you a few examples just to illustrate the point. So, within the UK property market, it's a geographically restricted country, especially specific areas like London and so on, which means that in the long run, generally speaking, properties go up in value, right? Not always, but that's generally the case. Um, two, because they, go, they tend to go up with inflation as uh, incomes go up, affordability goes up, and then the amount of money people can afford to buy houses go up, and so the prices of houses go up. But we can leverage our money because it's um, we can get a mortgage on it, even though the money might the property might be going up with the value of without with the value of money, because we've only put in a small amount of the full value of the property. Actually, um, even though our money's devalued as the uh, the our money is devalued as the price of properties have gone up. The price of properties have gone up way more than the devaluation of the money that we have. Very complicated way of saying inflation effectively makes you money on property if you have a mortgage on it, super simply. Okay, but each country is different. Each country has different situations, right? Um, we also have various cycles that play out within the property market different areas do well in different times and so you can benefit from that so uh, property is a very good area uh, if you live in other countries with different environments 
there are many opportunities all over the world to invest in property. But you need to understand that area, you need to be willing to learn about it and to stay up to date in that area. So if you do want to invest in that area, make sure you are confident investing in that area. Okay, so that's one example. Uh, so different types of portfolios, for example, two. Um, one I covered off in a different video, the Ray Dalio weather portfolio strategy. Uh, that is a very powerful um, portfolio that um, many people use. Um, I've used it, many people I know have used it, very powerful. Another one is called the Permanent Portfolio, very famous within the investing community, um, invented by a guy called Harry Brown, who wrote a book about it, very powerful. There's many, many others, check them out and see how they differ, but that is another way to get those decent, decent returns. Okay, and then um, fourth area, uh, a little by little, how do I invest little by little? You know, uh, putting a bit of money in each month, uh, presumably in a simple, easy way. Well, uh, you know, if you're going to go out and buy a property for you know a hundred thousand pounds, then you can't really do it. So that's not suitable. So what you need to do is you need to find some, find something you can regularly invest in. A good way to do that is through a financial intermediary company. So two famous ones, for example, are Fidelity, Hargreaves, Lansdowne. They're two very famous in the UK, I think in the US as well. Um, but there's many all over the world um, with different price structures, different investment uh, opportunities within them. But they're essentially a company that allow you to invest in different things through them. What's very cool about them is a lot of them offer, allow you to be able to do regular savings, regular investments through it. So, for example, um, a common one is that you might pay £10 every time you buy a particular piece of, um, you buy a share, right, through the company. But they might say, for example, if you do a regular investment, so you're putting in £100 or £1,000 each month into into investment pot to, uh, to invest a little bit each month, then they'll reduce the fees. So, say, for example, £1 every transaction. Okay, because it's automatic. They know those. They know those. Um, those payments are going to go in regularly, say each month. Okay, so one, you can often get lower fees by doing that. Two, it can be automatic, so they can just take the money out of your bank each month uh, without you having to manually do it, because that's really um, hard work. It's much more work to do that. But also, you know, you're less likely to to stop doing it if it's all automatic, right? Um, it protects you from from not investing in the future, right? Um, so that can be a really effective way of doing it. Also, the types of things that they offer, so um, you know, various stock market indexes, um, different types of bonds, uh, big funds that have a number of different things together collectively that you can invest in to spread your risk, to cover certain uh, different asset classes, okay? So that is an effective way of investing month by month. And then, for example, if you wanted to buy you know, a property or, so, or an investment that costs a lot more money, as you build up money within uh, that financial intermediary invested in a particular thing, as it builds up and increases in value, hopefully, then once it gets to a certain amount of money, then you can take that money and then invest in that specific thing. Okay, so I hope that was helpful. Um, property, interestingly, you can buy property yourself you know, or other big uh, uh, asset purchases, but you can also do it in a much simpler way with smaller amounts of money and with property for example you can do it in something called a REIT so a REIT is kind of like a fund for property 
So if you wanted to invest in the UK property market, you thought it was going to do well in the next few years, but you didn't have enough money to buy one particular property, you didn't want to deal with all the hassle and agro around researching uh, various property markets and uh, a particular property and taking on the risks of it and having to deal with tenants and all of that, what you can do is you can um, buy a bit of a fund and in that fund it owns many different properties of the area that you want to buy. So that fund might have a thousand UK properties. You put a thousand pounds into that fund. So if that fund goes up by 10%, your thousand pounds goes up by 10%. That's the idea. So that's a way of getting around that based on still investing little by little each month. And then lastly, how do you do it in an enjoyable way? Well, very, uh, very important point. I think probably the most important of all of these things, right? Because if we don't approach this in an enjoyable way, if we don't, uh, see it as a fun, enjoyable thing, then one, we're probably going to avoid it. We're not going to spend as much time doing it um, because, we, because we're not having fun. We're not, we're not seeing it as a positive thing in our life. And then the other thing is, um, you know, life's short. If, we, if we're spending something as important as this, doing it in a, in a kind of a non-fun way, then it's kind of, it's, it's a bit of a waste of time. You know, we're not doing it in the most effective way. So always just like always think how do I how do I make sure I'm investing how do I take this whole approach and make sure I'm doing it in a fun way. Well, one way is if you're wanting to invest in specific things, make sure you're investing in specific things that you enjoy. I love investing in property. I love all the problems and issues that play out and trying to crack that code. I love researching and understanding that area. It's fun for me. I know you're probably thinking I'm mental. But it is. It's crazy, but it is. So that's why I invest in it, because I enjoy spending my time in that area. If you don't, don't invest in property. But you find something else interesting, then maybe do invest in that area, so long as it's in a good investment approach as well. Um, and uh, you know, if it's, if it's something you're not, you don't find interesting or enjoyable naturally investing, then reframe it, look at it in a different way so that you do enjoy it. So if you don't necessarily just like thinking about numbers and all that kind of stuff, then maybe think about, well, what's the benefit? What's the outcome of you doing it? There's a reason why you're doing it. If there's all these cool things you're gonna get from it, you're gonna make more money, which means that you're gonna be more financially secure, more financially confident, allows you to do more in life, uh, be able to spend more time with your loved ones, family, buy cool stuff, travel more. If by investing in an effective way allows you to get all that stuff and that stuff that you want, well, investing is getting you lots of cool stuff. So you should be pretty happy about that, right? <laughs> now, that might kind of sound silly, but it really is powerful. It really does work. So just reframe it. Just think, why am I doing this? I'm doing it because I'm getting all this cool stuff. Think about that and then you'll feel good about it. All right. And then lastly, just kind of... Um, just change, try different things, um, listen to different people. If you find listening to me enjoyable, listen to me. Watch further videos of me and, and um, learn about this area more by this. If you find other people interesting and valuable and fun uh, to listen to, listen to those people. Learn in a way that you enjoy and you're a lot more likely to learn more and spend more time in that area to get better more generally all right so that's the five areas how do you find uh, good investment opportunities how do you calculate good investment opportunities and the returns that you're getting specifically how do you make sure you're getting a decent return rather than just a kind of rubbish like low return 
Uh, how do you do it in a way by uh, investing a small amount each month rather than just a one-off lump sum? And then finally, how do you do it in an enjoyable way? So five key areas to that question that I've hopefully answered in an effective way. Uh, hopefully you found that uh, useful, Dan. I hope others listening to this video have found it useful too. If you have, please do like and share this content uh, to others that you think would find this information useful too. Um, uh, any feedback on this video, please do let me know in the comment section below or DM me. Uh, anything you want to see in future videos, please do let me know whether any particular areas within this video you want me to kind of touch on in more detail or completely different topics. Let me know because these videos are specifically for you so that you can get the most value and that you can take action and actually become financially free. That's ultimately what I want to help you achieve. So that's all from me. I hope you found this video useful. Enjoy the rest of your day and I'll speak to you next week. Bye-bye.